All right. MZ Sports. I'm MZ. Uh, this is episode 11. So, um, normally I record on Wednesdays, but uh, today it's Saturday night because um, a couple of reasons. Uh, there was Christmas, and I kind of wanted to record in the new year, and we don't have any football until tomorrow since all the teams are playing on one day. So, and you know what? I was fucking lazy, so that's what it is. Um, my outfit today is very plain because I think tomorrow might be the biggest game in all of Bears history, and I don't know what to wear, so I tried to keep it as neutral as possible. It is a navy cashmere sweater, and it is literally the most neutral thing I could think of wearing because I don't know what the fuck to wear. My superstitions are all over the place about tomorrow's game. I have no fucking clue. Honestly, if it was any other year, I would say there is absolutely no way that the Bears are winning this game. Um, but it's upset season, and uh, I have no fucking clue what will happen. Not the sl- the slightest bit of clue. I, I just I I want to really keep it open, keep an open mind. And the Bears are on a roll, and I like that. And I feel like it's pretty peak Packers that even though they clinched a playoff spot and they're playing for home field advantage or whatever, but, like, they're being kind of dicks about it. Like, just let us get in. Just let us get in a little bit. Um, That will never happen, but it's a nice thought. Uh, So here we are in 2021. Thank fucking God. Technically, I don't think the new year, like, will technically start till the 20th of January, the 21st, maybe. But, uh, you know, calendar-wise, it's a new year. And fuck the last year. Uh, However, the games I'm going to recap were in said last year. So let's hit it. Um, Alvin Kamara is... I just need to give a Kamara appreciation post right now. Uh, so many fucking things have happened to him in the last seven days. I don't even know how to go there with that. But uh, they played on Friday night. So this week it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And uh, they they won over the Vikings. They're 11-4. and four, And uh, Alvin Kamara wears the Christmas cleats, okay? The red and the brown. Or the red and brown. What the fuck? The red and the green. Yes, Christmas colors, red and brown. How very festive. Um, red and green. And he gets fined. And in the post game, he says if, they, if the NFL finds him, he'll match it to a charity and that the Grinch is always trying to steal Christmas. So, of course, they fine him. But it doesn't matter because he had six rushing TDs. Like, this dude's insane. Okay, so he has like the ga- a blowout game of the sun uh, of the century, you know, like it's his, as Carl would say, it's the the game of the century of the week, right? And then he fucking gets COVID like yesterday, so he's out um, tomorrow. He's out, and then by proximity, there are four running backs on the Saints that are out. It's a fucking crazy ass year. Um, I know in the last podcast I said that Drew Brees probably uh, came back a little too soon. And then, of course, he totally proves me wrong and just kills it. He had a pretty good game. Uh, so that was the Friday game. That was uh, that was Christmas night and uh, or Christmas Day, I guess, whatever, depending on how you think, <laughs> what your interpretation of time is at this point. Um 
And then on Saturday, we had the, the Bucks over the Lions. So Stafford got injured. Uh, Bucks are 10 and 5. I'm not even going to say the, the records of the teams that aren't in the playoffs because at this point, it doesn't matter. And after this game, you can finally go get all the buttholes rubbed in your eyeballs that you want because your COVID protocol is over and your season's done and it's strip clubs and hot wings until next, until, I don't know, when do you report? Fucking March or some shit. Um, anyway, so, yeah, they're done with that. But uh, Lions are totally fucking, they think they, they thought they had some momentum there coming out, but they don't. And Stafford's a pretty tough dude, but uh, he looked like shit, and then he got injured, of course. Tom Brady's picking it up, you know. Uh, they, they they threw all over, all over Detroit. Um the thing with Detroit was is that they had five coaches out for COVID uh, protocol proximity, and uh, if they would have played on Sunday, they would have had all those coaches back. So it's just another little fuck you um, in the, in this year, and uh, it's fucked up. But you know what? Everybody has to play with the kind of the same the same rules. So I guess there's some even keel there, you know. But uh, yeah, if I was a if I was on Detroit, I'd be pretty peeved about that uh all right so then the Niners played they won over the Cardinals which was an upset because you thought that the cards would win they're eight and seven and and it's you know the Cardinals the Bears they're they're going after it uh for that last spot and um in the playoffs and I just feel like the Niners really did a solid and then Kittle comes out and he says about how uh how he was giving the Bears props and that he was happy to have them win. And it's so funny because I'm not sure if I mentioned it, but I thought it. Um, I wanted to get get a, a Kittle T-shirt, and I was like, why the fuck do I want to buy this? And it was like a premonition, I knew, um, because I'm really smart. So anyway, uh, he had a, it was the Niners D that really, really held the cards, and it was a possible Hopkins injury, possible Murray injury. Uh, C.J. Uh, Bather and Kittle, they uh, they played together before, so you kind of knew that there was going to be a good matchup there. I mean, honestly, if we were going to say my spidey sense was tingling about an upset, it was this one. Uh, and then the Dolphins played the night game, and uh, they won over the Raiders, so the Raiders are eliminated. Gruden is still wondering how that happened. I would assume, um, still pining over it. Uh, the Finns are 10 and five they put Fitzpatrick in at, at the end, you know, Fitzmagic, And he's kind of like your, your closer or whatever, you know, and they take your young guy out, your rookie and you put in Fitzpatrick and he like totally kills it. And they had this ridiculous face mask. It was like a whole thing. Everybody's got nothing but sports right now. So like every little play is going to be dissected till the fucking death. And uh, he apparently what he had said after was that uh, he came back from taking a piss and and uh, Flores was like, you're it. And he was like, word. And he just goes in and fucking kills it. And I love that. And then he gets covid. So he's not playing tomorrow. Um, (laughs) And then he got covid, which pretty much should be the summing up of 2020. Um, so the Sunday games, uh, Ravens beat the Giants. Uh, Ravens won four straight. They're ten and four, and uh, they were for their uh, situation they had um, the other 
the other week with all the COVID or the other week. I don't know when it was. Again, if your interpretation of time, I say the other week, it was probably like five weeks ago. I have no fucking clue. I don't remember. Um, but ago when they had all of those uh, players get COVID and it was because of the one training, the one coach and he refused to wear a mask and everybody got sick. Well, they're fined uh, 250000 but they're keeping a draft pick. So the bias towards the Ravens and um, the khaki brigade is still a go-go, in case you were wondering, by the NFL. Um, and then, you know, we had the good old, we had, we had the Bearsies, you know, that day. Uh, they won over the Jags, and uh, it was a weird, it was a weird day. And you're wondering, why was it so weird? Well, because they were in Jacksonville, and there were a lot of Bears fans there. But now Jacksonville gets the first round pick and, over the Jets, and it's like this whole thing. And so, like, every time the Bears scored a touchdown, you had Jags fans and Bears fans cheering. It was a weird atmosphere, and... uh it was like bizarro land, to be honest. I'm not entirely sure how I felt about it. All I know is that uh, they won and it ruled. And I love any game that after I could just see the video of Cordell Patterson saying, how about them Bears? Because I fucking live for that and I love it. Uh, Bears have scored 30 plus points in four straight games for the first time since 1965. What up? Um, you know why I don't. I don't know. I mean, if we're talking stats, you're looking at Roquan Smith, and he had two interceptions, and uh, the Bears' D had two interceptions, and they were both from Roquan Smith. So you're like, well, why wasn't he on the Pro Bowl? It was a whole thing. He got snubbed. We're just going to talk about it for, like, another 18 months, guys, okay? And then we'll, like, fucking put it to bed, okay? Uh, Jimmy Graham had two TDs, big old bud in the in the end zone. And then there's Allen Robinson. He had two TDs. And honestly, um, uh I don't understand why we haven't extended him. I don't know what the Bears' plan is, but they have said that they're going to keep Nagy. So I, I don't really know what the plan is, um, but it doesn't look like we're going to know. I, I mean, honestly, if I was the Bear, it, I'm kind of tripping up because it's like if I was part of the the Bears, uh, you know, suit court, you know, suits. I wouldn't tell any of the fans what was going on because it's just like intense shit you get after anything you say. But as a fan, I'm like, well, you know, I'm desperate for information. I'm a little baby bird and I just want to get fed. But I, I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, and even they even I think it was more like the the hens were out saying that he was going to get that Nagy was going to be kept on next year. So I don't even know if the Bears front office has confirmed that, but. I mean, whatever. I, I guess I'm cool with them. I really, 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 really do not want them to re-sign Mitch. It, it would be the full-blown swindle, uh, classic Chicago swindle that he does something smart and then uh, they re-sign him and he's just fucking dog shit. It's like I'm not even over the whole Cutler era yet, so can we just fucking chill? Um, and then Sean Payton said, gave a little nod to the Bears, and I like it when two... Two high-profile members of different teams say things about the Bears after they win. Uh, it's fucking tight because, you know, we don't get a lot of love um, in the in the football world. 
so yeah, digging that. And then uh, we got the Chiefs over the Falcons. Chiefs are 14 and one. I mean, they've only lost to the Raiders. They clinched the first round by. They're the top of the AFC. They're fucking insane. They're sitting everybody this week because they want their guys to rest. Although one would say you're going to have two weeks off in a, in a season where it's been riddled with COVID. Is that really something you want? Uh, fuck yeah, it's something you want. God damn. Um, so like the one thing that stood out for me from this game is like, honestly, Tyreek Hill is just like chef's kiss of NFL player. Like... He's so fucking fast and smart, and I love him. And so Mahomes threw picks all over this game. Like, this was like he fucking, I don't know what his deal was, but it was pick central. And they almost didn't even win. The only reason they won was because the Falcons' best player, Koo, their kicker, misses it. And I, it's, it, it was all very wild. But... Uh, you know, maybe, again, after that game, two weeks of rest is not an entirely bad thing. Um, but Mahomes throws this pick at, a, at the goal line, and the Falcons D-man catches it, and he's running back, and fucking Tyreek Hill is literally, like, maybe on the, like, three or five-yard line and hurdles over a guy and tackles this dude. Like, gets to him faster than anybody else even players that were literally standing next to him and Tyree Kill just busts out and uh he's fucking so fast man he's so fucking fast and I love him and uh yeah so good for him and uh good for the Chiefs uh Bengals beat the Texans I mean if you're talking about two dog shit teams playing each other that was your game to watch uh Bengals on a win on a win streak I wrote, which seems comical. Um, they're all going to be, you know, they're done. Uh, Steelers over Colts. I, I don't know how the Steelers won this game. The Colts led this entire game. Uh, somehow the Steelers lost. Steelers look like shit. They look fucking terrible. Uh, I, I, I honestly don't even know how they won this game. I don't even have anything for you except for that the Colts pretty much choked in the second half of the third quarter and the fourth quarter but you know what are you gonna do Steelers are 12 and 3 Colts are 10 and 5 so much uh like even Kornacki can't even explain how these fucking teams are gonna get in so I can't even get into all of the like playoff uh stuff until after tomorrow because I just it's fucking confusing it reminds me of that scene from basketball where he's like if if no winner emerges emerges it's a two-man sack race uh, that's pretty much how it's going to go this year. So Jets with the fucking upset over the Browns. I, I don't, I don't even know. It's upset season. I, I shouldn't be surprised by now, but the Browns also took a hit. You know, the Browns have a lot of, of COVID. Uh, apparently uh, four of their wide receivers were out because they were in the hot tub together, which uh, again, sounds sexual. Like I said about the groin injury, but I don't know. Do players just like, Take a tub after the fucking game? Is that a thing? I don't know. I'm not privy to that information given my lack of a penis. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess everybody rallied up in a hot tub and uh, got COVID. Well, didn't get it, but we're in proximity to whomever got it. And that is how that happened. So they couldn't tour the facility. They had to do, like, a walkthrough in the parking lot or some shit. It was, like, all sorts of crazy shit. Stefanski was all up in arms but being pretty cool. Browns are 10 and 5. Uh, they're 
they need to win. And uh, they need to get their shit together because I really like to see the Browns in the postseason, whether or not they win or, you know, advance. I'd like to see them get a chance. Panthers won over the Washington football team. Uh, I... <laughs> I mean, there's that. Anyway, I mean, what what is there to say about a team that's 6-9 and nine and ahead of their division? Um, that would be the Washington football team. Uh, Chargers over Broncos. I, I mean, Chargers almost lost it because they are they almost chargered themselves, and their little rookie QB, uh, you know, four thousand yards, four thousand plus yards, twenty five plus TDs for rookie QB. He number one, and uh, good for him. And then he got that shitty haircut, and for some reason, he like got this haircut that everybody was obsessed with. Again. People have way too much time on their hands. But he gets this haircut, and everybody's fucking obsessed with it, right? And somehow the haircut also brought him acne. I don't know what happened, but it was like he had this, like, long, flowy, sunshine-type hair, like, from Remember the Titans. And then he fucking goes and gets this haircut, and all of a sudden his face breaks out. Like, it was very – everything was very ill-timed, perhaps, is the word to use. Um, <laughs> very strange. Um, but they're both their seasons are over. I don't think the Chargers are making it in. I think the only team that's six and nine that's going to make it in is because they won their division. Washington football team, who, by the way, let go. Um, what's his name? Uh, uh, shit, I forgot. Haskins. Is that who it is? Yeah. Haskins. They, he's the one who went to the strip club. Uh, he's out. So, and then his agent dropped him. So I don't know what his fucking deal is, but good luck. Um, Seahawks over Rams. Jesus Christ. I mean, I don't know what happened. So like for the Bears, we need the, this week, the Rams play the Cardinals, which just seems also very well-timed. Like whoever does the scheduling, which is a job I've always said I wanted because it seems infuriatingly hard and awesome and satisfying when everything works out and week 17 of a COVID season, you get the fucking Rams playing the Cardinals, but both teams are racked with injury and both teams are racked with COVID. And I love that. Uh, so the Seahawks beat them. They're 11 and four. The Rams are nine and six, but the Rams then, so to get in, they need to beat the Cardinals. So if the Rams win, um, and we lose, we're still in. If we win and the Rams win, we're both in also. If the Cardinals win and we win, we're in. If we lose and the Cardinals win, we're out. Um, so keep track of that. Uh, fucking Rams, dude. So uh, Jared Goober Goff, is, as I like to call him, injured his thumb, already had surgery on it, so he's out. And then Cooper Cup puts, gets put on COVID list. Uh, they're they're not looking so hot, but ne- you know neither are the Cardinals. Cardinals are banged up too. It's going to be uh, two crutch games. You know uh, we'll have to see what happens there. Um, Cowboys over Eagles. Uh, the I mean Jalen Hurts. What's up, dude? I really hope you keep your job because you're like the best thing to come out of the Eagles in a long time. Um, Cowboys, McCarthy was smashing watermelons again. I don't know what the fuck the deal is with that, but all right, whatever, man. Uh, then they had, you had Sunday Night Football, which was like a crazy snow game, and I oh, God, I just love it, and it sucks because it's at Lambeau, but I love a snow game. 
All this fucking dome playing is so weak. I hate it. Play in the snow. It's awesome, and I love it. And, of course, the Packers just rolled on the Titans. Uh, Packers are 12-3. and three. Titans are 10-5. and five. Packers, they're playing to, for uh, home field advantage this week against us. And I just, you know, I mean, I love a snow game. It was 19 degrees there. They are fucking... They brought out those little, those tiny little plows that, that do all the lines around. And I don't know, I just, I got, I got the weird nostalgic thing, probably because I was raised in the Midwest. Uh, but, and then Monday night was Bills over Pats. You know what? Um, Bills are 12 and 3, super into the Bills Mafia, super into Josh Allen. And I'm really into Belichick when he throws a little hissy fit on the, on the bench. Um, he like threw the phone because they, they challenged something that was just like so obviously un belichick and um, he's awesome when he does that, and I love it. And then I just like, it just cracks me up, the Boston fans. They just got so much heart, man. Um, but, I mean, fuck. So, so it's going to be an interesting week. So it's, it's going to be very, very interesting um, to see what happens. So many players have COVID right now. It's, I mean, it obviously is going around everywhere very densely, but it does seem to be ravaging the NFL pretty hard. And they said that they thought that might happen on account of when teams are pretty much um, let go or, you know, they're not in playoff contention anymore. So they're, they're going to loosen it up a little bit and then they bring the COVID in and this and that. And um, I'm almost positive that uh, the Seahawks are still the only team without a positive case. Uh, actually, that's not true. They had maybe they had a, a CB who had it. I'm not sure. I thought I read that, but they've had the least amount of cases if they've had any. That's for sure. Um, and I think that there should be a little uh, little nod to whichever coach winds up having the the least amount. Which I, I'm not sure if that's really a coaching thing, but. It does seem like if you if you're pretty disciplined and, and it's a disciplined year and you know not as many of your guys get it that's probably a good thing it probably shows a lot about your leadership so it might be a good little nod to have at the end of that um, so then then they said today that Tony Romo has been in uh, pro- close proximity to to COVID so he's out for this game which I would be like really pissed about I was already like ready to write twenty twenty one off with that news that we weren't going to get any Romo. Like, it would be our last time getting Romo last week. But CBS has a Super Bowl, so sup? Going to get some Romo and Nance. And I love it. And um, that's just sweetening the deal. So I got, I got, I snapped out of that funk pretty quick um, because I got to have my guy Romo on there. Just, it was, I, I wasn't prepared for him to have his last broadcast last week because I didn't know. So that was a little heartbreaking. So we'll see what happens this week. Um, there, it, it should be pretty fun and pretty entertaining. And I was getting a little heated about the scheduling. Spe- speaking of the scheduling, like I was before, because they had like all the games at noon, and then only three games in the the afternoon slot, and then they had no Sunday night game. So then they flexed all this shit around. Like everything was was very fluid, and they put the Cards Rams and the Bears Packers at four at, at the late game um, so that they all played together. Cause I was like, well, that's bullshit. We should play together. And then it's like, they read my mind and they did it and uh, they flexed everything. So now it's a little more even keel than just like every game playing at fucking noon. And that's so stupid. I don't know why they do that, but whatever. I mean, 
what a, it's such a big game. I don't even know what to think. I still don't know what t-shirt I'm going to wear tomorrow. I might just sit here with like, I don't even know, a robe on or something crazy because I don't even know what to wear. I'm like so fucking nervous. Um, but it's like a weird, like nervous calm because like the Packers are being pretty big dicks about it, which you can expect. And the Bears have already said that they aren't going to play the other, they're not going to update the scores around Soldier Field, but they have been playing the Packers talking a bunch of shit um, on the TVs during practice and shit, which I love. Um, and I'm into that, you know, got to fuel that fire. I mean, this could potentially be your last game. You, you, I don't know what they're doing over there, but whatever it is, it, it, this is it. If there's any time to pull your head out of your fucking ass, this is the day. And I love that it comes down to week 17. Yeah, it would be ideal if it didn't. Um, but that's not the way life works, man. So uh, that's NFL. And then uh, some Blackhawks news that they had was they got, it, it was kind of strange with uh, Johnny Taze. So they, there's something going on with him and he's not going to training camp for some reason. And he says he has an illness and he doesn't know. But I'm pretty sure they already said that he had COVID. So I'm not entirely sure why he would be out. But it's a huge blow and uh, it kind of sucks. So I'm hoping that he kind of gets it together. I mean, he's a pro. He probably doesn't really need any, like, practicing and shit or whatever. I don't know. He could probably just skate on and just be dope. But I'm hoping that that's what he does and that it's not some long-term shit because, uh, you know, I love him. I want to see him play. And then we come to the Cubs, who I swear to fucking God gave me another gray hair. It was like all of 2020 gave me a gray hair. The election gave me one. And now this fucking Cubs bullshit is really going to rile me up. It's like I almost want to mute them. I I said on Twitter, like, I want to mute Cubs because, like, for my mental health. I don't know what it is that gets me so fucking mad this year. It's, like, different from the other years. Maybe it's because I don't have a lot going on. But, like, I'm just, like, so frustrated with all of their moves. And it's, like, so they trade you Darvish, okay? So they're trading you Darvish. I mean, they're not trading. They traded already Darvish to the Padres. So Darvish... Let's just give a quick recap on his timeline, okay? So he plays for the Dodgers. He allegedly chokes in the postseason. Everybody gives him a fucking crazy hard time, like just relentless shit for this. And he's like, dude, what the fuck? I don't understand. Doesn't get it. He fucking... Then it comes out about the Astros scandal. And he's like, so then he gets traded to the Cubs and everybody was all like, shit, why is he at the Cubs? He's a fucking choker. He's not going to be able to play in the postseason. Well, it turns out he actually did perform pretty well in the postseason because he wasn't fucking being cheated against. And then he was like, see, fuckers, I told you. Then he learns English, like gets dope, like just learns and learns and learns and betters himself in every possible way. He's one of the best pitchers that we have. He's the Cy Young runner-up. He should have won it over Trevor Barr, in my opinion. I'm obviously biased. And then the Cubs, fu- the Cubs fucking trade him to the Padres. This is like his year, okay? If we're talking like when you're going to get to like, – you're a good player, okay? You made it through the pros, whatever. You know when you're kind of getting to that point. He's there right now. I don't understand why you would fucking trade him. I just don't understand it. And the division that we're in, it's like, I really don't get it. 
I'll never understand it. It's so fucking frustrating. And Caratini went with him too. And I'm not particularly excited about that either. I wasn't super into Caratini, to be honest, but he's a very versatile player. You know, he, he plays a lot of positions. He bats all right. And I, he gets on base. I just, it, it does, he seemed very reliable. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And then Darvish says that he didn't even know that he was being traded until fucking Twitter, which is so awful and disrespectful to a player that has done nothing but give the Cubs fans love, given the fact that, you know, we were not super kind to him the first year that he played on the Cubs. It's like, what the fuck, man? Everything that happened with the Darvish trade is a fucking stain on the Cubs, and I just, I I don't know what the deal is. I don't know why, since... You're, they're acting like the fucking poor friend at dinner. Like, you have money. I don't see why it is. Like, because everybody's like, oh, it's financial, it's financial. I don't think it is. Like, how in the world are the Cubs hurting for cash? It just doesn't make any sense, and I'm really fucking irritated. And Hoyer came on and blubbled up some sort of dumb bullshit about it, like he did with the Schwarber trade and the Lester, or the, not the trade, but the Schwarber letting go, not signing, and the Lester letting go. And he just comes on and says some bullshit. And like I, he, they're fuck. All I gotta say is the Ricketts and Hoyer are fucking lucky. There is no Cubs convention this year because their asses would get motherfucking booed to no end about their dumb bullshit you want us to fucking watch on the guy on your stupid marquee network oh and then you got rid of casper who's like what the fuck man who goes to the socks that should show you something about what the cubs are doing right now i'm not even gonna lie i'm almost into if we can access games this year i am almost into not buying games because that is the only way that a fan can prove to the team that they're fucking up is that you don't buy tickets to this to go see them. And that is saying that is somebody who loves Wrigley Field, who I've missed Wrigley Field. I love going there. It is one of my favorite all time places. And they're fucking pissing me off. And I cannot get any more heated about it. It just makes me so mad. So fucking mad what they're doing. And and then they were saying that there's a Contreras possible trade. And I was like, you fucking idiots. If you're going to sell off the entire team, why didn't you start with Chris Bryant? Why didn't you? Why did you re-sign Rizzo for the year or pick up his year option or whatever if you were going to just sell off the team like we're the fucking ugly girl at the dance? I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. I'm fucking irritated. And honestly, I just want them to explain what they're doing, which I know that we're not owed anything. But Cubs tickets are expensive. I go to like a minimum of eight games a year. That's how many I buy generally, and sometimes I get offered more. So, like, I go to – I would consider that a lot of games for somebody with a full-time job. Like, I don't understand I, – I just feel like they need to tell the fans something. The fans make up a lot of the Cubs organization, and it's really annoying that they're not telling us what they're doing because, in my mind, when you don't say what you're doing, what you're doing is going to piss us off. And you don't want to own up to it because you don't want to feel the heat. And that's fucking annoying. And I think that might be the end of the Cubs rant. Because I'm very, very passionate about it, as you can tell. And it's really annoying to me. And, well, then Hoyer, I should say, then Hoyer came out and said that the Contreras trade, or, you know, a possible Contreras trade was not on the block. And that people have been asking about him for years and blah, blah, blah. You'd be a fucking fool 
to get rid of Contreras. But then again, you'd be a fool to get rid of Darvish too. So I guess I, I guess once once a fool takes over, I'm I'm out of I'm out of scenarios that make sense to me. So whatever Hoyer's doing and whatever the Ricketts are doing and whatever they're colluding to do to give me more gray hairs is fucking annoying. Um, but then, so that's, that's the end of that rant because I don't want it just to be like all rant because I want to end on the fact that Rizzo has cornrows right now and it is truly amazing. And the cornrows to me, uh, with the Tony two chains and the cornrows now, I don't know what's up with Rizzo, but he's living his best life. And I'm so fucking here for it. I'm obsessed with his cornrows, even if they're even though they're white guy cornrows, which is not a great look, he fucking pulls it off. Because like it's not a great look to be wearing two gold ass chains either hitting you in the chin while you're running the bases. But uh, fuck it, dude, guy makes it work. Uh, I don't know, must be that married life he's living or something. Um, but I like what I like his off season vibes right now, and they probably got to do whatever they can do to. Uh, feel the camaraderie because once they get back to spring training they're going to be like who is this who are these people I've never met these people before because their whole fucking team has been traded um it's basically going to be him and Javi and they're gonna be like what the fuck is going on um and of course Ian Happ but whatever I mean whatever I'm, I'm not getting into it again so anyway that's the end of that Um, so tomorrow's an exciting day and, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that it goes well. So I guess my, my optimism could be, um, squandered or enhanced, uh, by the next podcast. So that's it. Um, this is MZ Sports. I'm MZ. Have a good week.